0: On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we share the story of Nova Henry, a 27-year-old mother of two. Nova had just recently settled a child support and paternity suit against the father of her two children. But on January 24, 2009, Nova and her 10-month-old daughter, Ava, were gunned down inside her townhouse in Chicago. Was Nova's death related to her recent case, this is Nova's story. Nova Henry was a beautiful young woman who, in 2009, had the whole world in front of her. Even though Nova was just 27, she was a mom of two children that she loved and adored, three-year-old Noah and 10-month-old Ava. In 2009, Nova was living with her two children in a townhouse in Chicago, Illinois. Now, Nova and the father of her two children were not together and had, in fact, been having an on-again, off-again relationship for the past several years because, you see, her children's father was in the NBA, and his name is Eddie Curry. And according to those close to Nova, Eddie and Nova's relationship started off great, The two had met in junior high school and were really just friends at first. But that friendship eventually evolved into a relationship that carried on throughout high school. And Eddie had been a star basketball player in high school. So after he graduated, uh, Eddie decided to skip college and go straight to the NBA. And in the early years of his career, Nova and Eddie dated. He would fly her from city to city to attend his games, and Nova's family said that she was really, really happy during these times. I mean, who wouldn't be happy? You're young, you're fresh out of high school, and your boyfriend is playing in the NBA, making millions of dollars, and he's flying you from city to city? So I'm sure for Nova, during these moments, it felt like she was kind of like living a dream. But the NBA life is a fast life that's filled with women and temptation. A temptation that a lot of men who live that life fall victim to. But Eddie clearly cared about Nova, and he tried to stave off that attention for as long as he could, but eventually the temptation started to win. And Eddie eventually met another woman named Corey, who he became engaged to. The two ended up having a baby that they named Eddie Jr., And they got married, but the marriage only lasted about six months. Now, Nova ended up forgiving Eddie for the marriage, and the couple eventually got back together. But Eddie was really going out of his way this time to show Nova that he was really sorry and that she was the one that he really wanted to be with. Nova, however, still had dreams of her own. And in 2003, she enrolled in college. She had always had dreams of being a dentist, so that's what she decided to go back to school for. And perhaps Eddie's infidelity and then the shotgun marriage gave Nova pause about their future, and she realized that she probably needed to start to focus on herself. And even though Nova and Eddie had hit a rough patch, Nova's life seemed to be really heading in the right direction, I mean, she was in school, and her and Eddie were working things out, so life was good. In 2005, Eddie Curry was traded to the New York Knicks, and he and Nova's relationship at this point was going really strong, and so Nova decided that she was going to put school on hold so that she could have the freedom of traveling back and forth to New York to be with Eddie. And not too long after the trade, Nova finds out that she's pregnant with their first child. Now, Nova finding out that she's pregnant with their first child should have been the happiest time of her life. But when Nova is five months pregnant, she finds out that Eddie is once again engaged to another woman. Eddie apparently failed to mention to Nova that he was in another serious relationship. And according to Nova's family and friends, she was absolutely devastated when she found out. I mean, how could she not be? Here she is pregnant, you know, probably thinking that, you know, her and Eddie are starting their family and that, you know, they're going to have some stability in their relationship. And then she finds out that he's not just cheating. He's getting married again. And he didn't tell her. Now, there isn't much information about Nova and Eddie's relationship after she left school, but during TV One's show Fatal Attraction, a friend of Nova's said that the relationship had issues since she had left school. And my assumption is that Eddie's continued lies had a lot to do with the issues in their relationship. So, Eddie ends up getting married, and according to Nova's mom... They find out that Eddie got married from the news reporting it. Like, Eddie had moved on completely and apparently forgot to tell the woman who was pregnant with his son. Now, after Eddie was already married, Nova gave birth to their son. And Nova and Eddie's relationship at that time, for obvious reasons, had had a rough patch. And Eddie ended up slowing down the financial support that he had been giving Nova for their son. With Eddie's support dwindling, Nova had no choice but to file for child support. And so Eddie, after all this, was, you know, he was a multimillionaire. He was making millions of dollars in the NBA, and Nova needed financial help for their son. So Nova hired an attorney by the name of Frederick Goings, and he was a local attorney who was known for handling child support cases. Nova's mom said that she had gotten feedback that Frederick Goings was a good attorney and that he would really be able to help Nova and her petition for child support. And so, with her attorney's representation, Nova was granted $6,000 a month in child support from Eddie for Noah. Now, with the child support case settled and Eddie now married, it would seem that Eddie and Nova's relationship was over, at, at least the romantic part of it, right? but Eddie and Nova had always been drawn to each other for whatever reason. And, you know, people like me who know nothing about the ins and outs of their relationship, you know, may wonder, why didn't Nova and Eddie just get married? But shortly after the case ended, Nova and Eddie rekindled their relationship. Now, Eddie was still married at this time, but this time Nova was aware that Eddie was married. And unfortunately, Nova loved Eddie. And in a strange way, Eddie probably loved Noah too. But I think even Eddie Curry would admit in hindsight that his actions were really just selfish. Like, it seemed like Eddie thought about Eddie more than he thought about anybody else in his life. And so after several months of their rekindled relationship, Nova becomes pregnant again. This time with a girl. But after Ava was born, once again, Eddie and Nova's relationship fell completely apart. When Ava was born, Eddie decided that he wasn't Ava's father. And once again, left with no choice, Nova and her attorney take Eddie back to court, where he's given a DNA test. And the DNA test came back and proved that Eddie was indeed Ava's father and Eddie's child support payments were increased to $15,000 a month. But four months after Nova proved Eddie was Ava's father, her and Ava would both be shot to death. In January, 2009, Nova's grandmother passed away and her funeral was to be held on January 24th. Nova, of course, was expected to be in attendance, but when Nova was a no-show, her family knew something was wrong. Nova hadn't called to say that she would be late, and she isn't answering anyone's phone calls either. And so Nova's mom, Yolande Henry, sensing something was wrong, decided to go over to Nova's townhouse to check on her daughter and her grandchildren. But when Nova's mother arrives and enters her daughter's apartment, she finds a horrific scene. Inside the house, Nova and Ava laid in a pool of blood, and the apartment was covered in blood. And three-year-old Noah was asleep lying on a sofa near his dead mother and little sister, also covered in dried blood, but miraculously physically unharmed. Both Nova and Ava had been shot multiple times, but whoever killed them decided to leave Noah unharmed. Now, Nova's mom immediately called the police, and when the police arrived, they began to process this gruesome scene. Police soon discovered that both Nova and Ava had indeed been shot multiple times, When the police surveyed the crime scene, they found blood in multiple places in the house. Police soon realized the devastating reason there's blood all over the apartment. Three-year-old Noah was covered in his mother and sister's blood. And the police suspect that Noah was possibly playing in the blood and probably thought his mother and sister were simply sleeping. Noah had witnessed the murder of his mother and sister and then stayed in the home alone with their bodies until his grandmother had arrived. The fact that little Noah not only witnessed his mother and his sister murdered, but also had to stay in the home with their bodies for hours is one of the really sad parts of a very sad story. So police immediately launched their investigation to try to find out who did this to Nova and Ava. They were desperate to find out what kind of monster would gun down a mother and her baby in front of her three-year-old son. The investigators soon learned about who Ava and Noah's father was and learned about the recent legal battle involving Nova and Eddie, as well as the $15,000 a month that Nova was to receive in child support payments. Now, the police know that child support and custody issues can lead to violence, and so they know that they need to speak to Eddie to find out what he knows. Police go to interview Eddie, and according to police, Eddie is visibly upset about the deaths of Nova and Ava. Police question Eddie anyway about his relationship with Nova and the child support payments, but Eddie isn't giving detectives any reason to believe that he was involved. And Eddie also had an alibi. At the time of the murders, Eddie was in New York and was traveling with his team. He was nowhere near Chicago, which can be verified by hundreds of people that saw him during that time. And so, with a solid alibi and no evidence to support any other theory involving Eddie, detectives eliminate him as a person of interest. But what about Eddie's wife? Could she have been involved? You know, the saying goes, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. So now, this part of the story is confusing to me because it's not really clear how much Eddie's wife knew about Nova and her relationship with Eddie. Now, in the episode of Fatal Attraction, Nova's friends and family imply that his wife did know about Nova, but had pretty much resigned herself to the fact that this is what comes with the territory of being with a man in the NBA. But in an article that Eddie writes years after this tragedy, he implies that his wife did not know about Ava, Noah, or Ava. He speaks about this regarding his regrets about, you know, that time, saying basically, you know, that had he told his wife about them, perhaps that this wouldn't have happened. So it's not clear how much the wife knew at the time, but as women, we kind of always know, don't we? So it's hard for me to believe that she knew nothing, but how much she knew about her husband's double life is still really unknown. Police are able to rule out Eddie's wife as a suspect, too. Now she had never met Nova, according to police. And police said that she was too, she was too visibly upset about, you know, the deaths of Nova and Ava. So police said that she told them that despite her husband's infidelity, that she didn't have any ill will towards Nova. So once police rule out their most obvious suspects, they begin to look into more obscure possibilities. Now, they introduced the theory that perhaps this was gang-related. Now, in a city like Chicago, gang violence is prevalent. And the theory was really not that far-fetched, actually, considering what happened to Eddie and his wife in 2007. So in 2007, Eddie and his wife were victims of a home invasion robbery at the hands of a local gang. The couple was tied up and robbed inside their home. And police started to theorize that maybe the murders of Nova and Ava were somehow connected to what happened to Eddie and his wife in 2007. Now, there were two arrests made in that home invasion robbery, and perhaps the gang was trying to scare Eddie and sent him a message so that he would not testify in the upcoming trial. But that theory fizzles out when they are unable to find any links between the two crimes. So, the investigators' first two theories about the murder go nowhere. But police did have another suspect. Now, my assumption is that based on what I've learned about the case and what Nova's family knew... That this suspect was someone that had already been brought to the police's attention. And even though it seemed like they were working all of these other theories, they had already begun to look into this other suspect. And that suspect was Nova's attorney, Frederick Goings. Now, Nova's family tells police that sometime after Frederick Goings represented Nova and her child support case against Eddie the two began dating which first and foremost was completely unethical on his part like he was representing this woman and carrying on a relationship with her so he really shouldn't have done that but this relationship was also far from a happy one for Nova their relationship really seemed to escalate kind of quickly and Nova according to her mother moved into Frederick Going's home really not long after they had started their relationship. Now, once they began dating, Frederick Goings exhibited abusive behavior towards Nova. According to her mom, he was threatening her, stalking her, isolating from her family and friends, and he was verbally abusive. He would try to tell Nova that, you know, he was the only man that wanted her, you know, classic woman beater BS. So, Nova had confided in her friends and family about Frederick Going's behavior. And if you think about it, that could have possibly contributed to Nova's decision to go back to Eddie. Like, despite him being married, you know, she might have been in a really vulnerable place. You know, regardless of Eddie's lies and infidelity, what he wasn't was abusive. So in early 2007, Nova moved out of Frederick Going's home. But the two continued to date. And by April of that year, Goings was no longer representing Nova as her attorney. And like many perpetrators of domestic violence, Frederick Goings had a grasp on Nova. Their relationship remained on again, off again. And between 2007 and 2008, Nova would move in and out of Frederick Goings' apartment. But in 2007... She filed for an order of protection against goings, but she terminated that order 11 days later. Now, outsiders or people not familiar with domestic violence might not understand why she wouldn't have moved forward with the protection order, but she was a victim. She was being abused by this man and threatened, and she could have possibly thought that pursuing these charges against him was only going to make things worse for her. And she had her two children to worry about. Abusers are also manipulative. Like, they know how to get their victims back. And they know how to get them on their side with lies and false promises. So that could have also played into her not pursuing the protection order. But according to her family and friends, despite not pursuing the protection order... Nova did end the relationship with Frederick Goings. And in January 2009, she moved into the townhouse where she would be murdered just a few weeks later. And so once police learn about the relationship between Nova and her attorney, Frederick Goings, he immediately becomes their prime suspect. But Frederick Goings is not home when police go to speak to him. The police end up speaking to his neighbors who give police a cell phone number for Goings. And police use that number to issue a warrant for Goings' cell phone in an attempt to locate him. Now, they are able to trace him to a motel that is 57 miles outside of Chicago. And when police arrive, they find Frederick Goings' Range Rover parked in the parking lot of the motel. But when police go to talk to Frederick Goings, he is less than cooperative. He is refusing to answer any of the questions that the police have for him. And so the police really have no choice but to leave Frederick Goings alone at this time. Because at this point, they don't have enough evidence connecting Goings to the crime to secure an arrest warrant. They know about the abusive relationship that he had with Nova but they needed more evidence before they could arrest him for Nova and Ava's murders. So the police start off by obtaining a search warrant for Going's car and hotel room. Police were looking for any evidence that might indicate his involvement in these murders. Now, they don't find any blood inside the vehicle or room, but they are able to find a live bullet inside his vehicle. And the bullet that they find in his car matched the ones that were used to kill Nova and Ava. They also find gunshot residue on the door handle and steering wheel of Going's car. So the police had obtained surveillance camera footage from outside of Nova's house, also. And the police had footage of Going's car at Nova's house the night before her and Ava were murdered. The footage plays Goings at the crime scene, leaving just hours before Nova and Ava's bodies were discovered. And once the autopsy report comes back showing that Nova and Goings had sex prior to her death, police are convinced that Goings was the last person to see Nova and Ava alive. Now, police had also found evidence that Frederick Goings had accessed Nova's computer in the hours before she was killed. And so the police had overwhelming evidence to indicate that Goings was at Nova's apartment the night and day of the murder. But what was the police's theory about motive? Well, police said that Goings had recently found out that Nova and her new attorney, were filing a suit against Goings to contest the $24,000 in legal fees that Nova had paid him during her first child support case against Curry. And investigators believe that this sent Frederick Goings into a murderous rage, and as a result, he shot and killed Nova while she was holding her infant daughter, subsequently killing her as well. On February 20th, 2009, an arrest warrant was issued for Frederick Goings. Goings was taken into custody and charged with the first-degree murder of Nova and her daughter, Ava. And after several years of delays for reasons I really couldn't find, Frederick Goings' trial began in February of 2013. The evidence introduced was mostly circumstantial. The prosecutors did not have a murder weapon. They had no blood or DNA on Goings to connect him to the crime. But the evidence that they did have was overwhelming, including the surveillance camera footage, witness testimony from Nova's neighbors who saw Goings' vehicle that night. And they also presented testimony from the clerk on duty at the motel that Goings checked into the day Nova was murdered and that Clark testified that Goings had asked if there was a laundry facility on site and that he observed Goings washing his clothes. And then the prosecution also had the motive. They told the jury that although Frederick Goings was an abuser, the ultimate reason Nova died was because of money, which was Goings' primary motivation for the murder, according to them. But the nail in Going's coughing was the testimony that came from Nova's mother, Yolande. She told the jury about the conversation that she had with her grandson and the moments after she found him covered in his mother and sister's blood. Nova's mom testified that when she asked Noah who hurt mommy and Ava, Noah said, Frederick did it and then placed his finger over his mouth and said, Shh. Frederick Goings was convicted of first degree murder and both murders in April 2013, and he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. In 2015, Goings appealed his conviction. But it was ultimately denied, and he is currently in an Illinois state prison serving out his life sentence. After Nova and Ava's death, Noah went to live with Nova's mom. But in the wake of the tragedy, Eddie Curry decided that it would be better for Noah if he came to live with him and his wife. So Eddie petitioned the court for custody, and it was granted. Noah's mom did not handle the news well and at first had initially refused to hand over her grandson to Eddie, claiming that he did not know Eddie because he had been an absent father. And she argued that it was unfair to uproot Noah's life having, you know, after having experienced what he experienced. But Eventually, Nova's mom complied with the order, and Noah went to live with his father, Eddie, and Eddie's wife, who have been raising him ever since. And in the years following Nova and Ava's murders, her family has made it their mission to educate people, especially women, about the dangers of dating and domestic violence. Eddie Curry ended his NBA career in 2012 after years of injuries and controversies. And for years, he remained silent about Nova and Ava. He never publicly spoke out about the tragedy that took his daughter or the events surrounding it. But in 2020, Eddie Curry broke his silence. And in an article written by him, Eddie speaks about Nova and Ava he talks about the moment that he found out that they were murdered, and he writes about the guilt that he felt surrounding their murders. He wonders if he had been honest with the women in his life, if perhaps Nova would have never had to hire goings in the first place, that perhaps Nova and Ava would still have been alive. The murder of Nova and Ava Henry is one of the most tragic stories I have read. A man that Nova had known for such a short period of time had come in and destroyed everything. Frederick Goings ripped this family apart because he was a selfish, violent, greedy person. And even though justice has been served for the Henry family, the void that Nova and Ava left Will never be filled. But their lives mattered. And their story matters. Because dating and domestic violence have ruined too many lives. And more people need to understand the devastation that it can cause. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps our show grow so we can continue to tell these stories. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old.